Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. On what God has to say to us today. So let's go ahead and have a special prayer together. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the privilege of being together this morning. We don't take these moments lightly. We know every moment of time is precious and fraught with eternal realities. We understand through Scripture and through the spirit of prophecy that we do not have one moment to lose. Lord, you have called us to a special work as remnant believers. May we be faithful to that work, Lord. And as we think about the theme for this morning, Lord Jesus, as you are the way, the truth, and the life, may this message be written in our hearts and may you personalize a special application to each one of us as individuals. And may our hearts be moved and respond to what your spirit would have to teach us today. This we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. So as you know, over the past few months, we've been reflecting on the major I am declarations in John's writings that Jesus made in the writings of John. And so far, we've talked about how before Abraham was, I am, that is Jesus. We've talked about Jesus being the bread of life. We've talked about Jesus being the light of the world. We've talked about Jesus being the shepherd and door of the sheepfold. Pastor Matt shared with you last Sabbath how how Jesus is the vine in which we abide to bear fruit. Authentic Christian fruit. And today we're going to evaluate the claim that Jesus made when he said he is the way, the truth, and the life. Now as a side note, I've told you this many times before, but we are in an information war. And what I mean by that is that there are many ideas and philosophies out in the world today, and every single one of them is competing for control of our minds. We are programmed by what we see and what we hear. And this is why it is extremely important that we guard our senses, that we, as Ellen White counsels us, That we guard the avenues to our soul. Because what comes into the soul impacts our worldview. What information do you regularly feed your mind? As we think in our heart, so are we. Now, as far as competing information and ideas are concerned, I believe, and I've said this before, but I believe again that there are three huge deceptions, among others, that we must contend with today. 
Number one, the idea of human evolution. You know, we went on vacation this past week. We went on a cruise, our family. We went from Miami to the Florida, to, the, to Key West, and then to Labadee, Haiti. And let me tell you something. When you're out on the deck of a ship in the middle of the ocean, where as far as the eye can see, there's nothing but sea and horizon, I don't know how anybody could ever entertain evolution. When you see God's vast ocean, as far as the eye can see in every direction, how could anyone in the world ever think that this came about by chance? I can't fathom that. Human evolution is one of the biggest lies that the human family has ever embraced. So that's one idea we have to contend with. Number two, we have to contend with the idea that that we somehow as human beings can save ourselves by what we do. Now, hear me out. What we do is important. But the idea that we somehow can earn the afterlife by just being a good person is a lie. Because there is none good, no one except God. And this whole idea of the immortal soul, I believe, is a, is a derivative of this understanding. Because somehow if, if we have an immortal soul within us that lives on after the physical body dies, that teaches that we have immortality and we have eternal life within ourselves automatically by nature. And that's not true. Immortality is a gift from Jesus that we receive at the second advent of Christ. And until that point, we are mortal, not immortal. Now the third thing, the third deceptive idea that we have to contend with, and this is getting more popular, is all roads lead to heaven. There's one of there's there's many different ways that we can end up in the same place and every religion has some piece of truth in it. And guess what? We're all on the same path and so, you know, hey, we're going to end up in the same place. Well, beloved, I make no apologies to you by telling you that that is a lie. All right? That is just a downright lie. Now, I believe that God is working with all people across denominational and religious lines and across cultural and national lines. And boundaries. God's working with the human family. Angels of God and the Spirit of God are working with hearts all over the world. There's no question about that. Just as God worked with the wise men from the east who came and followed the star to Bethlehem to find the Messiah, there are people all over the world that are wistfully looking toward heaven whether they realize it or not, and God is leading those people. Yet, there's only one true religion. One true path. And Christianity is a unique religion because it's the only religion on the planet that teaches that its own God came down and died for the sins of the people. Every other religion teaches some form of human effort to appease angry gods so that they can have eternal life. But Christianity is unique because Christianity teaches that our God died for our sins. There's only one true door. One true shepherd, one true light, one true source of bread, 
And again, as Pastor Matt said last Sabbath, one true vine. And today, we're going to look at how there's only one true way, one accurate truth, and one true life. Now, the principle that there is only one true road to heaven is the actual main point of John 14. David read the scripture reading. Jesus says, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through Him, right? Through Jesus. This is what we're going to look at today. And there's a very interesting context that this passage is found in where Jesus made this statement. In John chapter 13, verses 1 through 17, Jesus is in the upper room with the disciples. And prior to handing out the emblems of communion, He washes the feet of all 12 disciples, including His denier and His betrayer. So he serves them. And then in verses 18 through 30, Jesus then predicts the betrayal of Judas. How Judas would betray him. How his own friend would lift up his heel against him as David predicted in the Psalms. And then as we go to verses 31 to 35, Jesus left us some instructions about what a true disciple is. If you have loved one to another, you are my disciples. And then finally, in verses 36 to 38, Jesus insinuated his death in Jerusalem. And then Peter gets bold and talks all kinds of, uh, of trash, saying he's all going to go to Jesus even to death. And Jesus humbled him by saying, listen, before the cock crows three times, you're going to deny me. And so this is the context. So the disciples, needless to say, after Jesus washed their feet, They hear about Judas betraying Jesus. They hear about Jesus encouraging them to love one another because when they walked into that foot washing, they had just fought over who was the greatest. And then when Jesus said he's going to be taken from them, they were troubled. And this lays the groundwork for this passage in John 14 because Jesus brings them a very important commentary on assurance. Now, in verse 1 of John 14, Jesus said, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am... There you may be also. So here Jesus, as he looks at their troubled hearts, they're wrestling. And he says, listen, don't be troubled. Guess what? If you believe in God, our Father, believe in me. Because in my Father's house, I got, we got tons of mansions. And, and I'm going to go back, even though I'm going to be taken from you, and, and, and I have to leave you soon, I'm going to go back and I'm going to make a place for you so that when I come again, then I can gather you together so that you can be with me forever. So Jesus here gives the promise of the kingdom. The promise of the second coming. Right now we're in the kingdom of grace. There's different phases of the kingdom. We're in the phase of the kingdom of grace. God's grace is working on hearts, bringing people into a conversion experience with Jesus. But then will come the kingdom of glory. The second coming of Christ. Now... When we look at verses 4 through 6, we find this promise continues. 
into a different dimension. And where I go, you know, and the way, you know. Okay, so Jesus says, listen, where I'm going, you know where I'm going, and you know the way to get there. But then Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going, and how can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So in the first three verses, Jesus gives the promise of the kingdom. And here, he extends that promise to show how we get to the kingdom. Through Jesus. Now, he goes on to say in verse 7, If you had known me, you would have known my father also. And from now on, you know him and have seen him. And now here comes Philip. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and it is sufficient for us. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you so long, and yet you have not known me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does the works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. So now, after giving a promise of the kingdom, and then after giving a promise of how to get into the kingdom, Jesus then describes what the kingdom is like. It's a revelation of the character of God. Jesus came to show us what God is like. And you and I are called to show others what God is like also. And offer the invitation for them to come to the kingdom with us. Jesus says, look, Philip, why do you say show us the Father? If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. The Father's in me and I'm in him. And then later on, in John 17, when Jesus prayed for their unity, he talked about how we're going to be in the Father, the Father's going to be in us, we're going to be in Jesus, Jesus is going to be in us, and we're going to be in each other, and there's this collaborative unity that God has with His people, the, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, with Christ's faithful followers, all is one. You see, Christ gave us the promise of the kingdom, He's coming again. Christ showed us and talked to us about how to get into the kingdom through Jesus, and then Christ here shows us Okay, you want to know what the kingdom is like? It's revealing God to humanity. Then he comes with another aspect of this promise by showing where the power comes from to reveal the kingdom. Notice in verse 12, Most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do because I go to my Father. In other words, you're going to receive power to reveal the kingdom. Verse 13, and whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. And then he goes on to say, if you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. The Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. There's the power to reveal the kingdom. Jesus promises the kingdom. He shows us the way to the kingdom. He shows us what the kingdom is like to reveal God. And then he shows us where the power comes from to reveal 
and declare the kingdom. Now, let's focus on verse 6, because this is the crux of the thoughts that I want to share with you this morning. Again, verse 6 says, Jesus, in this I am declaration, I am, ego emi, I am, the way, the truth, and the life. No one gets to the Father except through Him. So what does it mean when Jesus said, I am the way? What does it mean when He says, I am the truth? What does it mean when He says, I am the life? Well, let's break these three things down just for a moment. Let's start with the way. Jesus is the way. Now, in Greek, there is a definite article. So Jesus is the way, not a way, not one way among many, but the way. So Jesus said he is the way. In fact, in the book of Acts, Christianity is actually called the way. If you look at chapter 9, verse 2, chapter 19, verse 9, chapter 19, verse 23, chapter 22, verse 4, chapter 24, verse 14, and chapter 24, verse 22. I'm going to give you a quiz on that in a minute. All right. All those verses describe how Christianity is the way. And again, all these worldly philosophies out there are teaching, hey, there's many ways to the same place. Well... Solomon wrote in Proverbs 14, verse 12, and in 16, verse 25, there is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. There's only one way to heaven, that is Jesus Christ. And that's why Peter said in Acts 4, verse 12, there's only one name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. That is Jesus of Nazareth. So he is the way. And he shows us the way by the way he lived. So that we can emulate his life. So that's what it means for Jesus to be the way. And that's why Peter said in 1 Peter 2.21. That Jesus set an example for us that we might follow in his steps. Because he's shown us the way, the path to walk and to live. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. How about the truth? What does it mean when Jesus said, I am the truth? Well, again, Jesus is the truth. 
not a truth or one among many truths, but the truth. And again, there's a definite article there in Greek. The truth. He is not one of many truths. He is the one true source and revelation of truth. Now, what is truth? Have you ever sat down and actually thought about what truth is? You know, it might seem easy on the surface, but when you actually sit down and start thinking, you know, how do I define truth? What is truth? You have to think a little bit. Here's what I've come up with. Truth is what is true, what is honest, what is real, what is right, and what is accurate as far as reality is concerned. And Jesus is the truth. And in fact, in the word of God, he says, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. That's John 17, verse 17. And in Psalm 119, verse 142, David said, thy righteousness is an everlasting righteousness. Thy law is the truth. And that's why he calls the Holy Spirit the spirit of truth. And that's why Jesus calls himself the truth. Because all these things tell us what truth is. God's word is truth. You want to know what truth is? Dive into the deep end of the pool in the, in the, in the sacred book, in the holy book. That's truth. You want to know what truth is? Look at the Ten Commandments and look at those eternal principles of truth. That is truth. They are truth. You want to know who's going to teach you the truth? Pray for the Holy Spirit to be in your life because the Spirit of God is the teacher of all truth. He will not teach you error. He will teach you truth. Jesus himself is the truth. He lived the truth and he taught the truth and he represents all that is true and he exemplified the truth as far as revealing who God really is the Bible talks about this in 2nd Corinthians 4 verse 4 the light of the glory of God is revealed in the face of Jesus Christ in John 1 18 John said he who is in the bosom of the father it is he who declares him Jesus is the only being qualified to declare God accurately. In Colossians 1.18, Jesus is called the express image of the invisible God. And in Hebrews 1 verse 3, Jesus is declared to be the express image of the person of God. Jesus is the truth, my friends. You want to know truth? Jesus has to be in there. Now, how about the life? Again, like the way and like the truth, Jesus is the life, not a life or one life among many. Again, the definite article in Greek is there. It's the life. And just as Jesus is the way to salvation, his life is also salvation. He lived the one true life, the sinless life, which fully satisfied the demands of God's law. We could never satisfy the demands of the law of God in our sinful condition. But Jesus came into humanity and through the power of the Holy Spirit, through faith in the power of God, Jesus perfectly kept the law of God. So his life 
stands in the place of our life. He did what we could never do for ourselves. So he is the one true life. And in fact, Desire of Ages 761 says that Satan, Satan's claim that God's law could never be kept in human nature was absolutely blown up and destroyed by the life of Christ. Jesus answered and met that claim so decidedly that that argument just has collapsed. So Jesus' life, his perfect life, stands in our place His life is also the life because he gave up this life on the cross for all sin. So this one true life is the only sacrificial life and the only exemplified life that we need. Jesus is the life. And when we come to Christ and we seek to embrace his life, Jesus gives us the keys to the abundant spiritual life. So as we think about the way, the truth, and the life, it's all focused on Christ as the true way, the true truth or accurate truth, and the true life. Jesus is the way, not one way among many. Are you following the way? Jesus is the truth, not one truth among many truths. Are you following the truth? Jesus is the life, not one life among many lives. Are you following this life? Beloved, I believe that God is calling us to seek to walk in the one true way, to take in the one accurate truth, and to live out the one true life. This is the abundant spiritual life through Jesus Christ, who is the great I Am. Of Scripture and especially of John's writings. The world pummels us with the idea that there are many true ways to live, many accurate words to embrace, and many true lives to emulate. Each philosophy has its own version of the way, the truth, and the life, saying, Hey, give us a shot and These ways try to rope us in as disciples and followers. And I would go so far as to say that this is even true of Christianity at large. Look at all the different denominations today. All these different churches claim to profess the truth. But you know what the reality is? Is that many of them are teaching false versions of Jesus and false versions of the truth. God has a present truth message for this day. And it's found in the remnant church. Are you tired of lies? Don't you want the truth? A little bit of a confession here. You know why I became a Seventh-day Adventist? First of all, it was the love of my pastor. He just, you know, he was, he was an instrument of grace in God's hands to reach me. But you know what? I discovered... That in my previous Christian experience, I was taught lies as truth. I was taught that there was a secret rapture. And when I learned that Jesus comes in one glorious coming that is a universal event that no one can mistake, I thought, wow, this is unreal. I was taught once saved, always saved. 
and predestination. And when I learned, hey, I have a choice to respond to God and I must respond to God every single day or I will be in danger of straying. That was a revelation to me. When I was taught the immortality of the soul and I learned that the dead know not anything and they rest until resurrection, I thought, wow. My brother who committed suicide, if he's lost, he's not in hell burning right now. Thank God. And when I was taught Sunday worship and realized the truth of the seventh day Sabbath and how Rome has duped this entire world spiritually, I thought the scales have fallen from my eyes. Finally, I see the truth. And all of these truths, by the way, are all meant to give us a deeper understanding of the person and redemptive work of Jesus. Every doctrine that we have is not just a doctrine for information's sake. It's a doctrine that is designed to give us a deeper understanding of the person of Jesus and his redemptive work to save all of us if we respond to him. That's the purpose of understanding true doctrine. All lies are fleeting, beloved, but only Jesus is the source of truth, of true contentment, and he's the best and only option on how to live the most abundant spiritual life. Here's a a thought. We have a tendency as sinful human beings to put too much faith in people and organizations. Think about it. One night, my wife and I were talking with our daughter, Samantha, and Samantha asked me, Hey, Dad, how do you feel about this organization or this group, this social organization, this political group, this, this, this? How do you feel about all these? What do you think? And I said, Sam, the one thing I've learned is that every organization and every group has an agenda. They create a narrative They push that narrative, and they win disciples to that narrative. I do not support any group or any organization, no matter what it is, anymore. The only thing that I support is Jesus. And if you want to say an organization, I support his remnant church. But everything else, I want to support people, not organizations. You see the difference? And so we need to be very careful, my friends, about what we allow to affect our opinions. The only person and organization that we can trust is Jesus and his present truth remnant message. In Jesus and present truth for this generation, we find the way, the truth, and the life. In a day when people are promoting all these different ways to heaven... God has a clear path for us. And he invites us all to follow that. Just as Catholicism says all roads lead to Rome, you've heard that, so does Scripture say all roads lead to Jesus, and Jesus is the only way into the kingdom. True story. The other day, when my family and I, we went on a cruise this past week. Very interesting experience. So we're driving down 
And we're going to the port where the ship takes off. And there's a bunch of different terminals where different ships are. A through J, which is like, what, 10 or 12 different terminals, whatever. I, I, I haven't counted. So we get on, we get in, on this road, and, 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 of course, there's perpetual construction in Miami. It's a, it's a, it, let me tell you something. It's a nightmare down there. If you're ever thinking about moving to Miami, with all due respect, a lot of love to Miamians. God needs, God needs remnant believers in Miami to reach people down there. I understand that. But I don't think I'm going south, more south than Palm Coast. All right. Here's the deal. All these roads led to this one road that you had to take to get to the terminal so you could get on your boat. There's like five or six different roads that funnel into this one single lane road. Man, whoever designed that, the engineer should be fired. All right? So we say, okay, so Sarah gets on the GPS and she says, okay, we got to be at Terminal A. So here we go. Let's go to Terminal A. So we're on the road. Well, lo and behold, she gets an email saying, oh, you're not in Terminal A. You're in Terminal G. So we're on this road and we're inching forward. And I'm about to have a birthday. It's so slow. All right? We're inching forward. And we got to get now all the way down the Terminal G. Way down as far as the eye can see. And it is bumper to bumper traffic. But guess what? There's only one road there. We can't change roads. So we had to suffer through the, the most ungodly traffic that you can imagine. And finally, we made it to Terminal G and got on the boat without a hitch. Right? Only one way to get there. And in a spiritual sense... There's only one way into the kingdom, my friends. And this should teach us that we have to be saved on God's terms, not on our terms. Some of us have, have constructed terms in our own minds about how we're going to be saved. We must be saved in God's way, not in our way. There's only one road. And that's Jesus, the only way, the only truth, and the only life. He is the true great I Am, who is our ticket to the abundant Spiritual life. Are you following the way? Have you embraced the truth? Has the truth changed you? Are you following the life? You know, there are times when we might wonder... If we're on the way, or if we're following the truth, if we're following the life, living the life. And I believe that if we're sincere in our hearts, my friends, that God will send us assurances and evidence that we're on the right track. Have you ever needed a sign from God? Just, hey God, just listen. Just, just send me a little nugget. Let me know I'm on the right way, I'm, I'm on the right path. Have you ever needed something like that from God? Man, I'm the only one. All right, so, true story. I have always wanted to find a sand dollar. I come from Maine. I grew up on the ocean. Never one time in my life have I ever found my own sand dollar. Now, I've bought them in gift shops, but that's not the same. Lord, before I die... It's on my bucket list. 
I want to find just a sand dollar, please. So we're in Labadee, Haiti. This is a tropical paradise, okay? And I'm laying on this lawn chair, taking in some rays, and my wife comes up, she says, you know, honey, we only got a little while here. You might want to go do some snorkeling now because we're getting ready to leave here and this excursion's almost over. And I said, okay, well, I'll do that. So, so I went and got the snorkel and the mask and I'm snorkeling in about, you know, five, six feet of water. And I'm looking down at all the shells on the bottom of the ocean. And this water is crystal clear. It's almost like the river of life. It's so clear. All right. And so I'm swimming. And I thought to myself, you know, Lord, I would love to find a sand dollar. Just show me a sign that I'm on the right path, Lord. That I'm in the way. That I'm trying to live the truth. That I'm, that I'm trying to follow and live the life. Just show me a sign, Lord. I just want a sand dollar. I'll never ask you for anything again. I just need a sand off. So I'm snorkeling, and I look down, and oh, wow, the, the mother load of all sand dollars right down on the ocean, this big. I got a picture of it I'd show you, but probably couldn't see it. It's this beautiful, gorgeous sand dollar. So I dive down, and I grab it, and I come running out of the water. Babe, look what I got. She's like, wow, that's a gem. How are we going to get that through customs? <laughs> All right. We got, we got to figure this out. So, so I come up on the shore and, and Abigail shortly after that found one almost identical to that one. So we're thinking, okay, we got to go back on the ship. How are we going to get this through customs, man? This is going to be tough. And thankfully the Lord blessed us. We weren't deceitful. We didn't lie, but they didn't find it. So we got it through customs. All right. <laughs> But, you know, I was telling my wife later, I said, you know, honey, to be honest with you, I said, I was praying that God would just give me a sign that I'm on the right path, that I'm in the right way, that I'm following the right truth, that, that I'm trying to live the right life because I want to follow Jesus. And, and I just, I prayed that he'd give me a sand dollar. And she's like, you know, honey, I have to confess to you that exactly while you were snorkeling, I prayed, Lord, all he wants is a sand dollar because I had told her that. She had been praying that I would find a sand dollar. And I was like, babe, Jesus said we're two or more gathered. And they agree, right? He's going to answer that prayer, right? And so my wife was praying for me. And it just, I just said, Lord, thank you for this little tap on the shoulder to show me that, hey, I'm at least on the right track, right? Sometimes we need those, don't we? We need little evidences. But Jesus is calling us, my friends, and challenging us to follow the way, to follow the truth, and to follow the life. Will you today give your heart to Jesus unreservedly and ask His Spirit to empower you to follow the way, to embrace the truth, and to live the life? May God bless you as you make your commitment to Jesus. And may He be the way, the truth, and the life in your life so that one day very soon, you and all of us together can be in the kingdom where those mansions are waiting for us. May God bless you as you fall in love with Jesus in this very moment. Have a great Sabbath, and may God bless you abundantly with the abundant spiritual life.